It's time for the October 1st, 2021 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And, as always, the canine who puts the churro in churrigoresque, Mahler, the fake news dog. Yeah, Mahler. <laughs> you know, he, he's even fakier than he was before. Uh, I, I believe yeah. I'm getting that vibe. You know, the, the old existential question, whether he was the fake news dog or the fake news dog. Oh, yeah. 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 We still haven't figured we that really out. We really haven't. It's something he wrestles with, too. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's wrestling with something right now. Well, that's... Yeah, well... Yeah. What, you know, are you, what are you doing there, Molly? <laughs> uh, today we'll be talking about Cats, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's an interesting lineup, believe me. Okay. okay. Yeah, that is. Uh, Already. Cats, the musical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heating your testicles. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Heating Whoa. your testicles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Firefighting satellites, Mr. Gox, the crypto trading hamster, <laughs> Ivermectin, the California State Fair Cannabis Derby. Oh, yeah, all these things. Wow. John Eastman's memo. Okay. Louis DeJoy's post office death wish. Oh, Louis DeJoy. Yeah. 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 Ancient human footprints and more. But first. <sighs> yeah. I was wondering, Mike. Why is LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. LeBron James. Yes. I Why got... is LeBron James a bum? He's you what? He's a bum. He's a bum? Yeah. In what manner of speaking are you are you saying that? I don't is he a bum? He's not a deadbeat. He has lots of money. Is he a bum because you know, having a lot of some money doesn't make you not a deadbeat. There are plenty well, of people. I guess you're right. Yeah, okay. With you know, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what the great Gatsby was all about. Yeah. Yeah. He was they were a, deadbeats. They were deadbeats. Yeah. Well, yeah. King James, the king spent months refusing to disclose his vaccination oh, that's status. Right. That's before right. saying just this Tuesday that he had been vaccinated, despite feeling very skeptical at first. That's that's your big, yeah. hotsy totsy superstar LeBron James. He yeah. was very skeptical. Now, in some ways, I understand, but I don't know LeBron James. No. Well, the Lakers are set to be fully vaccinated by opening night. The whole team. Yeah. They're making a deal out of it. Yeah. James did not encourage others to get vaccinated. Right, right. We're talking about individual bodies, James said. No, we're not, James. Yeah. We're not talking about something political or racism or police brutality. We're talking about people's bodies and well-being. And I don't think I personally should get involved in what other people should do for for their bodies and livelihoods. I don't get the livelihood part. Right. How that goes. So James doesn't want to get personally involved in preventing a plague from spreading. I guess that's what he's saying. This this has been the standard issue line coming from uh, athletes I know of. Kyrie Irving. The point is, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron James. I want to call him LeBron Le James all the time. No. I think I will. It's kind of a good one. LeBron Le James. He's a bum. He's a bum. Yeah. It's not about you, LeBron, by the way. And by the way, this is the show of record that took on Kobe Bryant while he was you alive. Yes. Yeah, right here. While, we, while he was So this is 
This is kind of not new for us. And he was living right down the road. He, li- he could have come down here and kicked our butts. Yeah. But you know what? Well, he did that one time. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, there was that yeah. thing in the parking lot. But thankfully, <laughs> Mahler. Yeah. Thanks, Mahler. thanks, Mahler, for bailing us out on that one. Yeah, really, yeah. that was a that was a close call. But, but it's not about you guys. Okay, it's about the people you that you might be infecting, but over yeah. the fact that you are not immunized, you are not vaccinated. That's the point. And by the way, if you really feel that strongly about it, how about when your kids are three and four years old? and they're due for their mumps, measles, rubella vaccines, why don't you leave it up to them to decide whether or not they're going to be vaccinated against yeah. crippling childhood diseases? Yeah. Well, LeBron's getting old. <laughs> yes, he is. He's not as old as we are, but but then again, <laughs> we're not playing basketball. Yeah, that's it. And in basketball terms, the Lakers are very old. Yeah. So right now, Mahler and I are going to, uh, yeah, we're going to do something here. I don't know what it is. What are we going to do, Mahler? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The curse. The curse. The curse of <laughs> Mahler. Oh, wow. That's, that's, a, that's, that's heavy right. stuff. The Lakers are going to tank this well, year. Well, you know what? I'm, that I'm, I'm calling them the team from Shady Acres. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a retirement home. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, somewhere you've been? Well, I just know it is. Shady Acres. Yeah, I just... You're I making just, that up? I made it up, but There's I know... There's something it, on TV But I know, it's, I know that it's a retirement home. Really? I just made it up, but I know <laughs> that's what it is. It doesn't sound like a retirement home. Shady me. Acres doesn't be, sound like... It would be Sunny Acres. Yeah, maybe so. They don't. They don't want to cast any shade on the old people. You know what <laughs> no, I'm saying? No, it doesn't. doesn't like, shady acres like, sound. It's not like dark shadows. Hey, there's my retirement <laughs> no. home. It's called Death Wish. No, doesn't shady acres sound like consomme and crackers and and bonanza in the afternoon? Doesn't that kind of sound like soft food? How about that very for a soft, name? Yeah, of, yeah, soft, yeah, soft food. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this story is from me and the Los Angeles Review of Books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The 7-Eleven at the corner of McFadden and Warner in Santa Ana is playing opera over its outdoor loudspeaker. And why would they be doing that? Yeah, that's the question. That's crazy. I never heard of such a thing. They're trying to drive the homeless and gangsters away. Wow. Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's a wow. This practice goes back to a 7-Eleven in British Columbia in 1985 where they played Mozart outside the store to repel loiterers and evildoers. Mozart in the parking lot was so successful at discouraging these 'er ne'er-do-wells that 7-Eleven implemented the program at over 150 stores, becoming the first company to use good taste in music to drive away potential lawbreakers. Wow. That's a fascinating sociological take on yeah. homeless people can't or vagrants or people who are yeah. loitering can't stand the sound of classical music really that's what they're saying yeah so the idea that one that started in 1985 spread to west palm beach florida <laughs> where in 2001 the police installed loudspeakers playing classical music at drug deal street corners <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think they ever tried this on uh, what was that thing with the uh, you know uh, <laughs> Omar uh, uh, not homicide. That was the oh, first one. Yeah. yeah, the wire. Yeah, the wire. wire. Yeah. I didn't ever remember hearing any <laughs> classical music on the street corner in the wire, but it would have been a, a good take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
The officers were amazed when at 10 o'clock at night there was not a soul on the corner. That's what Detective Dina Kimberlin said at that point. Yeah. And then from that point, the tactic exploded in popularity, playing, playing good music to drive away bad people is kind yeah. of the, the theory there. For both private companies and public institutions. So anytime they play classical music on KUCI, I ain't showing up. Well, I'll tell you what, crime fighter Michael Rosinski, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been doing it for 40 years, okay? Yeah. Keeping the streets of Irvine yeah. clean, keeping it keeping it real out Saturday there. Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings from... Ludwig Fest. Yeah, from 8 to 10 here on yeah. KUCI 88.9 FM. No, no, 8 to 10. Isn't it 10 to 12? 10 to 12. Pardon me, 10, 10 to 12. 12. Sorry, Mike. And if you want to hear that uh, La Traviata, if you want to have a... Uh, Mm -hmm. recital of La Traviata just go to the 7-Eleven in Santa Ana McFadden and Warner yeah yeah that's crazy that is crazy it is it is crazy who would have thought look at that what's, what's going wrong? on Molly well, well, there we I, go well, he, I, I noticed he had a little indigestion this morning so yeah. maybe there's some of that going on still from Inside Hook okay. that's the name of a Inside Hook yeah Inside Hook Caso is a new male contraception prototype it could provide a form of long-acting reversible birth control for men. We don't want it to be irreversible. <laughs> we got to put that up front. Yeah, let's. We, yeah. yeah, we're not going. We can yeah. figure out how to make it re irreversible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of ways to make it irreversible, <laughs> Nathan. They the, don't require yeah. any kind of pill. Designed by German design graduate Rebecca Weiss, the male contraceptive device uses ultrasound waves to temporarily halt sperm regeneration. Okay. To use the device, which is still a theoretical prototype, she just came up with this at night one time, yeah, you know, yeah. just when she was very mad at someone. We won't <laughs> say who that is. Caso users would fill the cup-like device with water which will be heated by ultrasound to operating temperature. <laughs> well, now, I don't know what that temperature is. I'm not sure I want to know, but uh, yeah, I guess, well, okay. Boiling. Uh, boiling, yeah. It, no, it isn't. It's supposedly not boiling. Okay. The user then spreads his legs and sits down to place their testicles in the device. Okay, well, the ultrasound process continues for a few minutes. This is something I like to call sonic teabagging, in case, <laughs> in case you want a nice little... I'm copywriting that term, actually. I'm, I'm thinking that if this, uh, if this takes off, yeah. there'll be a company called Sonic Teabag. Yeah. 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 At least a, a punk band. Uh, yeah. yeah but that's something. You could... Yeah. So, uh, that's crazy. This Paso device uses ultrasound waves to heat up your balls from the inside. That's what the quote is on this. This kind of ultrasound technology as a form of male contraception dates back to at least 2012 and is proven uh, effective in animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mahler, yeah, I know. I know. He, he, he wants to tell you that he was sonic teabagged at one point. So uh, I know he doesn't have kids uh, <laughs> or any, any can I, I don't think I can say that other word. Yeah. Yeah. From the Seattle Times. Yeah. The military has satellites that can scan the entire Earth every 10 seconds. Oh, my God. You know that? No. The whole Earth. They could be a game changer for firefighting across the American West, spotting flare-ups before they grow into raging infernos. Yeah. 
So firefighting disasters is like fighting wars, said Daryl Hurd. He's a retired senior research scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency who pioneered early orbital tests of wildfire detection. You suffer if you don't have adequate warning, is what he says. And yeah, yeah of course you do. Yeah. Yet despite thousands of discussions over shared, sharing the satellites, they remain mostly off limits because of turf wars, inadequate funding, and bureaucratic foot dragging in the government and, yeah. and in really the military and the relationship between the military and just states and, and the federal government. Yeah. In July, as wildfires tore through the American West, President Biden met with governors to find better ways to battle the flames. Uh, Newsom requested, our governor, requested use of military satellites that are designed to warn of missile attacks for spotting the, fire, the fires. And uh, what happened is Biden promised to help. The issue of using secret military gear to aid civilian firefighters arose 35 years ago. ago. It grew as the White House, CIA, U.S. Forest Service, and other federal agencies sought to establish a national system that warmed of undetected wildfires. The Pentagon allowed tests and a short-term, uh, short-lived prototype of the satellite. But now, uh, nothing's going on. Oh, the arrangements great. never became permanent. The military was re reluctant to do it because they wanted to guard their little satellites. But Nathan, you to you just told me yeah. that they can scan the Earth every 10 seconds or That's in seconds. That's what the story said. Yeah. I don't know, no, but, but you I'm know, they saying, can do a lot of scanning up yeah, there. Yeah, but I'm saying if they can do that, well, it's not a secret anymore. They, I mean, what's the deal? It's, well, probably because of the information they're gathering, they don't want it just to hand it off right. to any agency that says, oh, I'm looking for a fire. Right. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I can imagine there is probably... Yeah. Yeah, they're, but they got to figure out a way. Can't I'll tell you what. What? They can have all the control over the information they want, but they should be able to send out alerts to certain... Yeah, there should be Agency. a military division of firefighting. Saying. Because that's national security. You're right. You're, and it's increasingly, yeah. it's a national security issue. Yeah. <sighs> Can, I, I love to talk about fire stuff because yeah. it's becoming a little bit of an obsession with me. I think we are. I, I didn't make this up. Yeah. I heard this from someone saying that we as human beings were able to move forward as a species when we figured out how to use fire, yeah, right? That was uh, a big deal uh, for us as, as a species. How to control flameage. Yes, and now we're living in an age of fire. Yeah. And we're not able to control The it. pyro scene, we really, some yeah. people call it. Yeah, it, mm. we are living, and, and one of the unfortunate byproducts of that is every fire season now, so much more carbon and and pollutants are going into the atmosphere, further deteriorating our ability to keep the world from heating up. Yeah. And so we're in this kind of doom cycle. This because is, This of the, is what you're obsessed about now. I'm obsessed with this and about water. When I, yeah. At some point, I know we'll talk about water. Maybe not today, but I well, can't. I think we might get into I can't it. wait. I want to talk about Mr. Gox, the crypto trading hamster. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yes. This is from BBC News, and apparently Mr. Gox is beating out human investors with yeah. his uh, scheme here. Uh -huh. He has he has a uh, he's a lifetime career performance right now. Yeah. Is up 20%. 
beating many professional traders and funds. Go Mr. Gawk. Yeah. Yeah. Gox. G-O-X-X. Oh, Gox. Yeah, Gox. Okay. okay. The business hamster, that's what they call him in the BBC. <laughs> the business hamster has a trading office attached to his regular cage. Yeah. Well, he's got a little cage next to his regular cage. Yeah, yeah. Every day when he enters the office, a live stream <laughs> starts on Twitch, and his Twitter account lets followers know Mr. Gox has started a trading session. Okay. So you're watching this guy, yes. this little hamster. By running his intention wheel, he's got a little spinning wheel there, he selects which cryptocurrency he'd like to trade as the wheel spins through the different options. You know, it's it's just kind of a ch game of chance with a hamster involved. I don't know why they're giving this guy all the credit. I could go on an intention wheel. Yeah. I could be getting all this publicity. Yeah. But no, a hamster gets yeah. it. Nathan Callahan, the Bitcoin phenom. Wizard. Wizard yeah. of Weekly Signals. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Gox's office floor has two tunnels nearby, one for buy and one for sell. Oh, God. So every time he runs... So this is just a game of chance here. Yeah. What's with the BBC? Didn't they have like a... Like a... A, a mullet... Or must... What are those? Hamsters with mullets. What the, mullets, that's a... It's like a, a hairstyle. Yeah, that's not what I meant. You're talking about a, a small furry creature. Yeah, no... But there, there was, there was. I don't know if it was a fish or a, Margot Hemingway, a, a fish or a bird that had predicted every Super Bowl winner for the last ten years or some crazy thing. A macaw? Maybe it was a yeah, whatever. It was yeah, toucan Sam from uh, from uh, Fruit Loops. What was it, Molly? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, said it was a mercat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. By the way, Mr. Gox's name is itself a nod to the potential disasters of the crypto market. A company called Mount Gox was once the biggest crypto exchange on the planet until it was compromised and hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin were stolen, making the company file for bankruptcy. And I know you want to talk about Bitcoin. Well, I do very briefly. I'm going to make oh, it go no, I'm going to make it succinct. Okay. I do believe that by and large 99.9% .9 of the people who were involved in Bitcoins, creating them, creating the markets for this, are bottom-feeding scum. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's nice of you to yeah, say. Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear, that I think you're bottom-feeding scum. And by the way, I just read a, briefly the first paragraph of an article uh -huh. about how... You said you are going to be succinct. Go ahead. About this is succinct because I said one <laughs> one paragraph. I, I could have gone into make. the other twenty five <laughs> articles, but I mean paragraphs, but I won't. And that is that these right wing nuts are creating nuts. their own Bitcoin yeah. um, for their trading of bullets or something, and bullets and mullets. Who are these right wing nuts? There's a they're a group of right wing nuts. There are a group that well, have yeah. created their own Bitcoin. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thing, yeah. well, Bitcoin, they whatever they call it. currency. Currency, thank yeah. you. That's the word. And so this is going to become, and it's it's the basically, Bitcoin is the the domain of ultra libertarian lunatics who want to well, essentially freeze. I don't know that they're all lunatics. Some of them are well, sincere in what they're doing. I don't. But they think want they, to freeze out the yeah. government. They want yeah. to they want to operate a, a financial monetary system that is completely uh, devoid of oversight and they want to basically turn it into their own little private yeah. kingdom. That'll work. Bottom feeding scum. <laughs> From The Guardian.
Speaking for the first time at the UN General Assembly, El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, took a selfie on the podium. So he's up there at the UN. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And he's taking a selfie there like he's, he's at the Academy Awards. It's, I don't, even the Academy Awards, they uh, don't take selfies. No, don't they got more actors now have more acting reserve than, uh, well, the president of El Salvador. And then he told the audience, Nayib Bukele did, that a couple of images on Instagram have a greater impact than any speech in this assembly. Now, that may be true to the people who like Instagram more than the United Nations, but yeah. over the course of history, it isn't. Right. And then this uh, president of El Salvador, he uploaded to his ever-changing Twitter bio that he was the coolest dictator in the world. That's his tag now. A former marketing executive, figures, yeah. who regularly shows up to work in skinny jeans and a baseball cap, Bukele updated his Twitter profile pic to feature the laser eyes of cryptocurrency enthusiasts after announcing his Bitcoin law. And when the country's newly acquired Bitcoins lost 17% of their value, he announced plans to buy the dip. Now, you know, El Salvador went to Bitcoin. El Salvador's historic adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender earlier this month was beset by teething problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As an angry protest by mistrustful citizens, technological glitches, and a dip in the cryptocurrency clouded the rollout. Yeah. Another place where cryptocurrency is really taking hold is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's become kind of this laboratory for libertarian nut jobs to go yeah. in there because after the devastation of that hurricane that blew through there a couple of times in the last few years, hurricanes, it has devastated the infrastructure and the ability of these people to make any money. So all, all of a sudden, these libertarian nuts have descended on, on Puerto Rico, promising them the moon. Yeah. And the United States is just kind of letting it happen. And that was Trump. I don't know that Biden will continue to do that, but Biden or Trump was encouraging that. Yeah, yeah. And he's bottom feeding scum. Mm -hmm. From the New York Times, veterinarians, ranchers, and farmers say they are struggling with the effects of the surging demand for in ivermectin. Oh, yeah. That's the deworming drug. <laughs> Mahler knows about that. <laughs> for more than a year, misinformation that ivermectin is effective at treating or preventing the coronavirus spread on social media. Even as the Food and Drug Administration has said the drug is not approved for, to cure COVID and warned of people taking it, People like podcaster Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Have promoted ivermectin for uh, the very purpose of curing. I'd, li I'd like to manually dewor deworm Joe Rogan. <laughs> manually? Manually. What, Go what right in there is? with a pair of pliers and pliers? whatever, whatever well, it takes. I'll deworm him. I'm not one of those electric drink mixers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but... The downside of all this is the man has strained the equine and livestock world. Yes. Uh, there are poor animals out they there. They can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at Facebook.
at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9. That's what you want to go to, KUCI 88.9. On our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM and on the web at KUCI.org. I still can't think of this guy's name. The, the guy, you know, the guy with the, the I said, the, you know, he, he, President Yam? Oh, yeah, yeah. President Bump? Uh, that sounds familiar. Bump, President Bump. 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 That's Bump. Is it Bump? <laughs> I what don't know. It's, 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 it's in there somewhere. Yeah. I can, I remember. Seems like really bad things happened. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he was yeah. trying to kill a lot of people just yeah, through yeah, yeah. telling him to not. He was unvaccinated. I remember. I remember him being very uncouth. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I remember. From Media Matters, the ABC, CBS, and NBC morning and evening news broadcasts have all ignored the revelation that one of then President Trump, Trump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump. One of Trump's lawyers authored a memo laying out how Trump could effectively pull off a coup, and this is John Eastman who's, you know, a conservative dingbat, but also dean at Chapman University School of Law. Right down the road. Right from, down the road. From where yeah. we are. Yeah. And he worked with Trump's legal team as Trump tried to overturn the results of the 2020 election and wrote this whole memo saying exactly how they were going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's possible. That's the frightening part, is it's yeah. very possible that yeah. the uh, Constitution and the laws on the record never imagined there'd be people this corrupt right. in office is what it amounts to. So they never accounted for the fact that they might twist the law this badly. And they also didn't account for both the other two branches of government not holding the president, the executive yeah. branch accountable, yeah. right? We have a situation, we had a situation where the legislature and the Supreme Court or the judiciary was not holding him accountable for yeah. for what, and when you start to look at all of this, I mean, if you pull back just a little bit. The fact that he called these these secretaries of state around the country and essentially told them how many votes he needed, yeah. and 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 started strong arming them. When you look at what he was doing with um, uh, the rioting, the insurrection at the Capitol, urging. What's that guy's name? Pence. I yeah. remember Mike Pence. Yeah. All if if Pence had, even though he couldn't, but even if he had said if he gaveled that session closed that they when they were essentially certifying the election, yeah, just did it. I don't know what reaction that the that the House would have had or the Senate, whoever yeah. or the Senate, I believe. Yeah. What would they have done? Would they have dragged him out of there and appointed somebody else to do it? I mean, literally, there could have been in that moment. A moment of uncertainty for sure, but I don't know exactly what the remedy would have been in those. In they like that. to call it a constitutional crisis. It, it, and well, even that you, phrase is getting old since yeah, Trump. Yeah, we'd have been screwed. But when so when he talks about there was, I mean, it's impossible not to see this as a concerted effort on many fronts to essentially overturn a duly elected president, which was Joe Biden. From our good friend Michael Hiltzik at Los Angeles Times. Yes. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy. Is it Louis or Louis? I I don't even know. Because I, I just read it all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'll call him Louis. 
because he seems like a Lewis. Okay. Lou, Lou DeJoy is about to prove that he's out of touch with the agency he runs once again by mandating crummy service on first-class mail and hiking prices on your packages. Starting today, the U.S. Postal Service is giving itself extra time to deliver letters longer distances that can be reached by a six-hour drive. Instead of the previous standard, which was first class in three days, it's now five days. The Postal Service is also raising prices on domestic parcels by anywhere from 25 cents to $5. Oh, my God. Yeah. The service says the price increase is temporary. It's supposed to just last till the holiday season, but you know how those things run. Yeah. Why is he still there? Doesn't well, the president get to a point? Oh, go ahead. Hilsick yeah. says that at the moment, the Postal Service Board of Governors is split six to three with Trump appointees in the majority. One of those Trump appointees is a holdover member whose term ended last year and the term an and another expires in December and two more in 2022. Okay. So this could mean, you know, we could do it. Uh, Biden could have a majority by the end of this year, but not, nothing is keeping the present board from canning the joy right now. Yeah. <sighs> this is a guy who who owned a company that was in competition with the Postal Service. Yeah. So Trump appoints him to dismantle his competition, which yeah. was the Postal Service. Yeah. Ford Motors. Yeah. They're significantly increasing their commitment to electric cars and trucks by announcing they'll spend billions of dollars to build three battery factories and an electric truck plant in the United States, creating 11,000 jobs over the next four years. Yeah. That's a good deal. That's yeah. a great deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, there's things people could complain about, but we're moving in the right direction there. Yeah. From the Wall Street Journal... More than 130 federal judges have violated U.S. law and judicial ethics by overseeing court cases involving companies in which they or their family own stock. That's just so wrong. Yeah. They found that judges, the Wall Street Journal found that judges have improperly failed to disqualify themselves from 685 court cases around the nation since 2010 and the jurists were appointed by nearly every president from Lyndon Johnson to Donald Trump. So yeah. it's not just yeah. confined to one president. This is the corrosive society that we live in now. So many of our institutions, when you take a step back and you look at what people would find that they can trust, the executive branch of the government, no. The congressional branch of the government, no. Now the judiciary, and I've not, there's been corruption in the judiciary for probably since the founding of the republic, but there is kind of an institutional corruption that seems to pervade so many of our institution. You look at religion, and there's so many parts of our society where there is just vast amount of corruption. I think there's always corruption, Mike. I'm not, a, I'm not overwhelmed by the corruption. It's just that it's... Okay. It's getting more serious, and given the control and technology that the corruption has, it exactly. boosts the level up. Exactly. I don't right. imagine Yeah, that, no, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. I, do, okay, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Shall I move on? Yeah. From the Associated Press, we're talking about water now. Yeah. You want to talk about I water? Do. I do want to talk about water. Despite an appeal by Governor Gavin Newsom for all Californians to voluntarily cut water use by 15%, cut water use by 15%. Yeah. Shower with a friend. Yeah. Well, you can do that. Or how about when you turn on the tap or you have a 
you know, using water for any reason, think to yourself, I'm going to cut 20% of it down. Yeah. How can I cut 20% of it down? Right. Just do that every time you use water. It's precious. Imagine this, turning on the faucet and there's no water. Yes. Because that's where we're headed. That is where we're headed. And that's what I wanted to bring up. I've, I've been doing this lately. This may be a little too personal. And no. you'll tell me if it is. It's too personal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. When I'm taking a shower. Yeah. And I'm shampooing. Yeah. And I want it to kind of soak in and really take hold of all yeah. that grime and grit that I have in my hair. Yeah. I turn the water off and wow. stand there for 20, 30 seconds while it does its thing. Oh, yeah. I always turn and the water the, and, off in and, the shower. Yeah. And then yeah. turn it back on when I'm ready to rinse out that mop. Yeah. And move You can on. get a little valve that you just put a little interrupter between yeah. the pipe that the faucet's on. and, and yeah. Not the faucet, but the spray head. Yeah, the spray head, yeah. And just give a little yeah, that's twist right. and you can turn it off. Yeah. You don't need to reach down to turn yeah. it off. You just have when, a little. When you're just standing there under yeah. that under that thing for really no good reason. Yeah. You're, you're clean. I soap up. Yes. Without the water on. Yes. I get wet. I turn the water yeah. off. Yeah. I soap up. I've started then doing I that more. Then I that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's... You put conditioner on your hair? Yeah, especially. They say let it stay there for a minute? Yeah. You don't Turn need to stand off. there. Turn the water off. For God's know? sake. Sing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I like to take in one of those little speakers. One of those... Uh, uh, um, Bluetooth speaker? Bluetooth, yeah, Bluetooth speaker. Yeah? And just let it play. No no shower sound. Just rock out in you your sh in your shower. Yeah. I don't do that. Oh, well, I do. Yeah. Well, I... I go in with my dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Shower with a friend. Save water. <sighs> well, anyway, this, we haven't been doing our job. No, we haven't. No. He asked for 15% more than two months after Newsom stood by a depleted reservoir in San Luis Obispo County to make his plea. Figures released Tuesday by the State Water Resources Control Board show that con conservation efforts have varied widely from north to south. On average, Californians reduced water by just 1.8% rather than 15%. Yeah, in Southern California, water use hardly changed. Uh, according to the new data, water use in Southern California dropped by just 0.1% oh. overall and rose 0.7% in Los Angeles and 1.3% in San Diego. We got to do a better job. Well, <laughs> we could either do a better job or nature will do a really good job of lowering our water yeah. um, consumption. We can do it either way. Yeah. I would prefer we do it our way as opposed to waiting uh. for nature to say, well, that's enough. By the way, there's another element in all this, and it needs to be brought into the conversation, and that is the amount of water that is used in agriculture in this yeah. state. It's barely talked about, and we could we could cut our water consumption by 10 or 15%. Golf courses. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's Burn golf courses, golf courses, and, all this and alfalfa. All this and ornamental lawn in front of, especially yes. the Irvine City Hall. Yes. What the hell is that about? That is, you know. I know they say we're using recycled water, but it's water. It is water. Absolutely. That should be a rock garden yeah. in front of. There's just so many examples. Drive down any street in any town in America and see all those lawns and know that that is just a waste of water, yeah. generally. Speaking of Gavin Newsom, yeah. in history-making moves celebrated by reparation advocates and social justice leaders across California, Newsom authorized the return of property known as Bruce's Beach to the, the, the descendants of a black couple that had been run out of Manhattan Beach almost a century ago. 
Senate Bill 796 signed into law Thursday by Newsom before an excited crowd that had gathered on the property yeah. confirms the city's taking of this shorefront land on which the Bruce's ran a thriving resort yeah. for black beachgoers yes, yes. was racially motivated and done under false and unlawful pretenses. Good. Yes, and we that's need a more sweet of property. Well, it's a seen... great property, but yeah, yeah. there's so many other properties that yeah. that people, you know, lack for a better word, of color, were screwed out of yeah, no, through, through all the zoning laws and yeah. through the redlining, redlining that went on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From Forbes magazine, the nation's largest prosecutor's office is moving to dismiss roughly 60,000 marijuana convictions, the latest step to undo what some reform advocates considered the damage caused by narcotics enforcement carried out before Californians voted to legalize marijuana. Who, who do you blame most for the drug war? Is there a figure in political history of the United oh, States? I don't, I don't want to play favorites here. Okay. I mean, there, there a lot of people were involved. Well, Dick Nixon sort of kicked it all Dick off. Dick Nixon and what's his name? I forget his name. The 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 original uh, Barry McCaffrey. He's still no, no, that, the guy in the Crypt twenties and thirties. You know the oh yeah, I J can't think of his name. J Edgar Hoover? No, I don't. No, 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 no. We won't think of his name. All right, now, all right, but, right, right, right. But there are a lot of people who were responsible for it. And and Nixon, the crazy part about him is he commissioned the study, and they sh said that there was no problem with it. Right. But then he talked to, Nixon talked to his political handlers, yeah. and they said, you could make a lot of ground out of calling a war on drugs. Is that like John Mitchell and those yeah, clowns? Those yeah, jerks. And yeah, yeah. that's what, what ended, Nixon ended up doing. And how many millions of lives have been shattered irreparably yeah. by this insane, crazy war on people of color, mostly. Yeah. Certainly a lot of white people got caught up in it. But yeah, it's uh, okay. Just wondered. That's it? Yeah, I just wondered who you wanted to blame. Oh, most. no. I blame, uh, let's see here. Uh, I, uh, what do you I blame Carlos Castaneda. What? What? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. okay. He, blamed, he, he just blamed Rin Tommy Chong. He, he just blamed Rin Tin Tin. I, I don't know yeah? if you're, yeah. Mahler? Yeah. I don't know why he did that. From Popular Science, ancient human footprints preserved in the ground across White Sands National Park in New Mexico are astonishingly old, scientists reported, dating back about 23,000 years to the Ice Age. Okay. They used to think that it was in the, the end of the Ice Age mm -hmm. that people were crossing this area. Mm -hmm. But it turns out they were right in the middle of the Ice Age. Uh, 23,000 years ago instead of 13,000 years ago. So it just kind of flips everything about North and South America and how we were settled here. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. From The Guardian, according to a new study, the Kia, the endangered New Zealand parrot, is clever enough to use touch screens, but doesn't appear to be able to tell the difference between the real and virtual worlds. Yeah. Now, there was a big study but in the end, you, you learned that the birds mm -hmm. got confused when they looked at the little touchscreen and saw uh, a little ball of food dropped in a box. Mm. And then they went to the box in the real world and thought the food would be there. Yeah. A similar study testing cognition in humans found that 19-month-old toddlers can distinguish. Mm. However, the same inf uh, infants got their information from Fox News. Yeah. They couldn't tell the difference. They did not know the difference. No. Uh, I believe that. No, of course, that's not true. Oh. But I, th I was reading this thing about the Kia. 
-hmm. and not being able to tell the difference between the real and virtual worlds. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but think all the people that are watching mm -hmm. Fox News mm -hmm. or OAN or all those Newsmax. Yeah, all those media outlets that are distorting the news or not even making a virtual world out of it. Uh, there might be a similarity. They might want to put parrots and have them watch uh, Tucker Carlson for a while. Yeah, exactly. You know that I dislike certain words, Mark, right? Like when you say things sometimes oh, that yeah. bother me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. I, I know you got you got one there. What? I can't think of it right now. Can uh, you come up with any? Uh, the bottom line. The bottom line. Yeah. yeah. The bottom that line. sends you on to just, yeah. you just go into orbit when I say that. Yeah, the bottom the line. The bottom line of this. No! Nathan. Don't say that. Okay. Sorry. Right now, I've got an animus on toward the word performative. Ah. Uh, yeah, I told you about this before. Yeah, yeah. This is from the Hedgehog Review, but I'd been thinking about this for a long time. They just clarified what makes me upset about the word performative. The meaning of performative in contemporary parlance, yeah. like when people use it to mean insincere or done just for looks, yeah. while not very precise, this definition is almost exactly the opposite of the word's original meaning. And I'm sure they didn't make it, mean it that way. The people that are using performative right now, they're not using it like, you know, he's really bad, like he's really good. Yeah. No, they're just using the word without thinking. Because when a bride and groom say, I do, yeah. that's performative. Yes. You know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're in a court and, and, you, and you swear on the Bible, yeah. and you're, you're saying, you'll tell the truth, I swear to tell the truth. Nothing Those are performative yeah. words. Yes. That's an action. They enact something. Mm -hmm. And what's going on now is they're using the word performative to mean that it's not enacting anything, that it's insincere. So it's a very confusing oh, use yes, of right. the word performative. That's, that's right. That's what people do use it for. Yes. Uh, yes. Being insincere. Exactly. And so what I'm saying right now is that nowadays the word performative is performative. Here's something I want to bring up. A quote of the week from Buckminster Fuller. Oh, I love Buck Bucky. Bucky. I'm just bringing this up because I want to, I like this quote. Okay. And not the quote of the week from Buckminster Fuller. Okay. But well, the maybe quote could, of the week, and this happens this week to be by Buckminster Fuller. But that Fuller. could become a segment. Quote this of the week? Quote of the week from Bucky, from Buckminster Fuller. I don't want to quote him every week. Oh, okay. I want to have some leeway here. All right, okay. I'm not going to give him any more Well, press. maybe give him a month. Yeah, no. Four, 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 four episodes this? of Weekly Signals no. worth of Bucky. No? A month. I, I've been told we're full of Bucky. I don't have that many Bucky quotes anyway. Okay. We must do away with the absolutely specious notion that everybody has to earn a living. Mm -hmm. It is a fact today that one in 10,000 of us can make a technological breakthrough capable of supporting all the rest. Mm -hmm. The youth of today are absolutely right. That would be me mm -hmm. he's talking about, the youth of today, because he's saying this back when I was considered youthful. <laughs> yes, yes. The youth of today are absolutely right in recognizing this nonsense of earning a living. We keep inventing jobs because of this false idea that everybody has to be employed at some kind of drudgery because, according to Malthusian and Darwinian theory, he must justify his right to exist. So we have inspectors of inspectors and people making instruments for inspectors to inspect inspectors. <laughs> 
The true business of people should be to go back to school and think about whatever it is they were thinking about before somebody came along and told them they had to earn a living. Yeah. And that's Bucky Fuller. I love Bucky. You like him? Yeah, I do. The geodesic dome. You know, that is one of the most efficient <laughs> forms of architecture ever created. I've heard some not friendly things about it. Okay. Yeah, but, but that's another show. Yeah, that's another show. Yeah. Maybe we could use another... A geodesic dome. Geodesic dome. That's what I said, doesn't it? No, I'm repeating it. I thought I said geodesic dome, and I, I mean geodesic. I don't know geodesic dome. <laughs> a geodesic gnome. Now, what would that be? <laughs> and am, finally, yeah. you know how that Trump guy has that crazy temper? Yeah, I heard he, that. Yes, goes nuts sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of instances where people have talked about him yeah. screaming and yelling and cursing at people who he supposedly likes well look what he did to mike pence for god's sakes nathan answer me this no why didn't anybody record his tirades and rants i gotta believe somebody had their iphone on while he was doing this stuff if they had put that out there i think it would have punctured that balloon that big fat balloon those people are kia parrots that listen to him they don't they don't know the difference between the real and virtual world that's true according to former press secretary stephanie grisham Okay. Trump's aides designated an unnamed White House official known as the Music Man mm-hmm. to pull Don John from the brink of rage by playing Trump mm-hmm. his favorite show tunes. <laughs> You're kidding. No. Uh-uh. They just have somebody on hand to start playing a little piano and singing, <laughs> you know. The selections included Memory from Cats. Oh, my God. A sappy tune with the refrain, Help Me Now. I'm running on empty, and I don't want to be a memory. (laughs) You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.